Hello, Anisha. Hello, Cassie. Um, are you so excited about this next episode? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to our podcast, The Forgotten. Ooh. Oh my God, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I just wasn't going to do it. You're funny. I know. <laughs> All right. What is our next episode about? So this episode is um, about a man, a man, (laughs) a man named Elijah. So his name is Elijah. His nickname was Bear and his last name is Diaz. But on a few websites that I seen, it was Running Bear. So I'm not sure exactly if it's Running Bear or if it's Bear. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he was last seen at his home in the seven, 700 block of Joey Avenue in El, I want to say Cajon, C-A-J-O-N. I really need to fact check things. Cajon? Cajon. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. California on August 29th, 2015. His mother dropped him off at 10 p.m. And this is the last time anyone saw him, let's say anyone say him Hmm. um he shared his house with several roommates none of him none of whom he knew very well he texted his mother at 11 19 p.m that same night and this is the last time she heard from him at 4 p.m the next day his mother went over to give him dinner and found him gone the next day he missed a doctor's appointment and he has never been heard from again elijah's big screen television set his bed sheets and comforter and contents of his bedroom safe disappeared at the time he did, as well as his crutches, a red, I'll get to that, a red and black backpack containing about a 10 day supply of his diabetes medicine, a single glove and a single sandal. What? Were, yeah. Were missing? Yes. Oh, Jesus. However, his toothbrush, glasses, and phone charger were left behind. His cell phone was turned off August 30th and hasn't been used since, and there hasn't been any activity on his bank account or social media accounts either. Wow. Those are like major red flags. Yeah. Especially if you're gonna disappear. I mean, if you're gonna disappear, I mean, you're gonna take your money. Right. You're gonna take, you know, you're gonna use your bank account, you're gonna take your money, or you're just gonna go take all your money out your bank account right but like if there's no activity um his family stated it was uncharacteristic of him to leave without warning or to be out of touch with them plus he was in poor health at the time of his disappearance due to his diabetes he was underweight weak and dealing with wounds on his foot from neuropathy his mother had to drive him places his mobility was limited and his family believed someone took him from his apartment and harmed him which makes sense. Yeah. But also, if he has these roommates, but also he doesn't know these roommates very well either. So So maybe they ended up like hazing him and it all went wrong. Right. It could have been something like that. Like his his roommates could have, you know, wanted something from him. It's... (laughs) Sorry, I hear music. <laughs> it's the festival that's uh, in downtown. Oh, okay. 
Um, so it definitely could have been that, but I don't know. So he is Native American and a member of the Barona Indian tribe in San Diego County. He has issued checks by the tribe and police say that since he has disappeared, he has not picked up or deposited a single one of those checks. Wow. Right. He is diabetic, which I did say that. Mm -hmm. And at the time he vanished, was using crutches to move around due to an injury on his left foot. He's been missing since 2015, so almost eight years. Well, now that makes sense why only one shoe was missing. Because he wouldn't, he wouldn't need the other shoe for the other foot because he has sores on the foot. True, true. Um, so his family had, there was a $10,000 reward and his family actually upped it to 50,000. They added 40,000 more. Wow. Um, because I just really want to find him. Yeah. Um, it says at one point, his family, friends, and even volunteers went door to door um, in his neighborhood trying to remind the public that he was still missing. Wow. Yeah. And they said, they all, or I said they also hired a private investigator who said the case was highly suspicious. Um, and they do have a website for him. It's called Bring Bear Home. Um, it continues to try to spread the word. And as the website states, pray that the truth is revealed. Um, in April 2017, uh, his case received national attention when it was profiled on the TV series Disappeared. So he, it's been pretty well, uh, well, known. well known. But like I said, I kind of, you know, I, wrote, I, I, I live it. under a, lo a rock. <laughs> I didn't know about this at all. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was well known, but I still wrote it. So I just wanted to, yeah, to talk about it. I mean, it's good to get it out there, even if it's, if it's on like three other different podcasts, because some people might not even listen to the other three. So, mm -hmm. um, that's crazy. So they took his safe. They, they took the contents. They took the contents of his safe. Yes. Which they must have forced him to open. Which. Then it had to have been the roommates. Like unless everyone was out of the house. Mm -hmm. At the same time. Because how many roommates was living there? It didn't say. It just said several roommates that he didn't know very well. So it could have been like a um, like a boarding house or something. Maybe. And he just had like his own room and, you know, share bathroom, stuff like that. Hence the safe. Like maybe he was just trying to keep things safe. Things safe and, you know, like valuable safe. Right. So it definitely could have been that. That's Like crazy. a boarding house. Okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Okay. Um, I think I already said this part that he was, yeah, his mobility was limited. Yeah. Yeah. So his mobility was limited. Like, I don't think. Because you said that he, his crutches were stolen too. They were missing. Missing. Sorry. Yeah. So if he, his mobility was limited, there's no way he could have just like up and disappeared. Left. Unless he, yeah. unless he had some help. But if it's, uh, if it's really out of character for um him to go missing as his family says which i mean i believe it 
Um, then, I mean, because how would he have? I don't. I don't know. I'm so confused. Like, no, right? No, I get it. Because why would he leave his glasses, his phone, and no, his not? Phone, I, I think his phone. Did I say his phone was missing? I no. You said that he left it. I, no, his phone charger. Oh, his phone charger. Yeah. No, he had his phone. Okay. His phone was gone, but, but it his... was turned off August 30th. So he went missing, um, or he was last seen August 29th, and his phone was turned off August 30th. So the next day, somebody turned off his phone, like just like turned it off. I don't know if they like disconnected it, but they turned it off. Right. And... Yeah, there hasn't been any kind of activity since that. Since right. That. Yeah. So, I mean, even if it was him, like, there's no reason for him to run away like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he... Seems like he had a really close relationship with his family. Yeah. Seems like he had a lot of, you know, family on his side, friends... And you it's know. not like he had like financial issues. Right. I mean he was he was uh you know getting checks from the tribe and stuff like that. Right. So I mean he was good. Something had to happen to him. Yeah. Like not by his choice. Right. Because it seems like he had a really good relationship with his family. So yeah. his mom, like his mom would bring him places, you know, because he had limited mobility and bring him food. Yeah, bring him dinner and stuff yeah. like that. So there's no way that he would just disappear. Right. Something definitely had to happen to him. And he has type one dis, dis- ugh, disability. Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> and he's insulin independent. Or he's insulin dependent. Yeah. So he needs insulin. Yeah. So he can't just disappear. Right. And not if he needs the insulin to live, like Something happened. Yeah. It's crazy. This is really crazy. Yeah, I agree. So, sorry. Elijah went missing August 29th, 2015. He was 20 years old when he disappeared. Um, He would be 27 now. He is Native American. He was wearing a gray sleeveless shirt and white basketball shorts. Um, That's the last thing his, his mom seen him in. Um, he has brown hair and brown eyes. He wears glasses and he has glasses and his glasses were left behind. Yeah. So another red flag. He wears eyeglasses with black frames, but they were left behind. Oh, <laughs> he has a bear claw on his inner left forearm and he is a member of the Baron Indian tribe. Um, Elijah has type one diabetes and is insulin dependent due to his diabetic neuropathy. He had a serious wound on his foot at the time of his disappearance, and it required daily bandage changes and was u- and he was using crutches to walk. So there's no way, like if he was using crutches, yeah. he needed the uh, the bandage changed every day. Right. Like something something fishy's going on. Seriously, there's no yeah. I agree. He there had to have been foul play in that for sure. For sure. Wow. So was there, like, did the chiefs say anything or did the police say anything 
about um, if we did end up finding him, like how, what we needed to do. No, I couldn't really find any information on it. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. And where was this taking place? Uh, California. Oh, California. El Cajon. 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 Yeah. El Cajon, California. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Not really much. Not really much on the case. I mean, like I said, it was nationwide and people are, his family is still very much involved and they're still very much searching for him, which I think is great. And they are, and I did say that they were like going door to door, just reminding people like, hey, he's still missing. Because the police do what they can, quote unquote, and, you know, they just kind of move on from it. So yeah, that's all I got on him. Okay. I do have another short one that we could talk about if you would like. Yeah, definitely. That we can fit on this episode. Um, so uh, Janice Marie Hannigan, she was last seen in, I'm going to butcher this too, Wapato, Wapato, Washington. We'll go with that. Okay. In 1971. At the time of her disappearance, she was a sophomore at White Swan High School. Her hobbies included cooking, beadwork, and watching football. She is the oldest of seven children. After her parents separated, she stayed with her father near Harrah, Washington, while her six siblings joined their mother in Buena, Washington. Wait, so after the hospital, nobody heard from her? Right. So she went to the hospital for mysterious bruises on her head and chest. Okay. She was in the hospital for three days. Okay. And she never arrived home and she was never heard from again. What the heck? And the hospitals don't, nobody knows what hospital it was actually at? Like they have no record of her even being there? Yeah. It says a lot of the medical records or a lot of her, uh, sorry, a lot of her medical records went missing. So there's no way to know like how she got these injuries or what hospital. That's convenient. Right. So after she was released from the hospital and was never seen or heard from again, police initially suspected she was a runaway. Surprise, surprise. Due to being upset over her parents' recent separation. When she didn't return home after a long period of time, they changed their minds to it being a suspicious disappearance. It's funny that they go with runaway first and then they're like, oh, you know, maybe she was taken. Right. Maybe there is something else more in here. Right. So for some reason, her or the police said that her disappearance was uh, March 1st, 1971, over nine months before it actually happened. Um. For some reason, I don't know why they said that, because she was in the hospital on December 21st, 1971. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, One theory is that she ran away from home, but it's extremely unusual for a runaway to be gone for this long. Um, Both of her parents are deceased, but one of her younger sisters, who was eight years old at the time of her disappearance, has been active in the search for her. She's in her 50s now. Wow. She said that she's hope, or she knows her sister is probably dead, but she's hopeful Janice could be alive somewhere. Uh, her name is Trudy. Trudy said that after Janice went missing, their mother was distraught. She would think about Janice all the time and would get her hopes up every time someone s- said they saw her. 
One witness came forward saying that they saw Janice living with a woman in Seattle under the name of George, but this lead went nowhere. The authorities at one point thought her father might have been involved, but Trudy denied this, saying he had nothing to do with her sister's disappearance. Trudy believes her sister might be buried close to the old family home. They have since rented out their land to farmers, but Trudy still talks to the police or still tries to talk to the police into getting cadaver dogs out on the property to look around, but this has never happened. Wow. Yeah. That's really sad. It is. Like, it doesn't take that long to just get some dogs out there. Like, why wouldn't they do that even after they suspected that it would be foul play? Right. Well, they said it was mysterious mysterious circumstances or something like that. Right, but even then, like, why wouldn't you use that resource to just get the dogs out there just to double check? I think that, I don't know why people do that. Or police, I shouldn't say people, police do that. I think it's just the man hours. Like, literally, you could just be like, hey, let's take a few officers and go out there and, you know, take some dogs. Right. But I don't know. Like, I feel like they want proof. Like, you know, we need proof that this is happening. We need proof that she's here or whatever. Like, we need proof that this is happening. Right. Um, But how do you get proof unless you, like, find the body or something? Right. Or find something that leads you to the body. Right. No, no, I definitely agree. So the only way that they would be able to get proof is if they did have some cadaver dogs out there. Mm -hmm. Like even two or three, you don't need a whole like horde of cadaver dogs. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to put the mind at ease of her little sister. Right. If I was a police officer, I would be like, yes, yes, I will take two of my dogs and we will go find it. And then if she's like, oh, well, I need more. I'm going to be like, listen, I don't have that many people. So we'll just do the two. We'll see if we can find anything. And there you go. Like, not that many man hours. Mm -hmm. Maybe a few dog hours, but not that many man hours. Right. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know why it's such a big issue. Are you okay? (laughs) Um, so her sister actually passed away. Trudy? Um, yeah, December 23rd, mm. 2018. But, um, Janice's niece, Trudy's daughter, picked up. Where she left she off? Left off. <gasps> yeah. So she's still looking for her aunt? Yes. So her name is Tashina Thomas. Cute. She has been, um, she has pretty much taken over, uh, wow. the search. Because... Her mom started telling her about Trudy, or Trudy. Her mom started telling her about Janice when she was 13 years old. So, like, she knows all about her missing. She knows, like, all the details, all that right. stuff. So, you know, she wanted to, you know, make her mom proud. Good. You know, and keep going. Um, well, maybe they'll actually listen and be like, you know, get some cadaver dogs out there. Mm-hmm. I mean... You definitely can. I mean, maybe they want, you know, they want people to raise money for it. I don't know. And if that's the case, like, you probably could, you know, maybe they don't have 
the um, the people, or maybe they don't have the time, but like, you know, you can take a day yeah. and go out there and search. Like, what's the issue? Right. I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me. I mean, even people, like, they volunteer their time too. Like, you don't need to have all policemen out there, even if they don't have the man hours or the budget or anything like that. Like, just get a few people that will volunteer to help, like, search. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People will volunteer to do it. They definitely will. So did they ever end up doing like a GoFundMe or like a no, few? But also this was back in 1971. Right, but so like did the niece, like no, 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 but like the niece, like no. Jan- Janice's, Trudy's daughter. No. Okay. She does, it says that she scores, uh, scours the web for anything related to her aunt. And answering questions that come up on Janice's namesake Facebook page. Um, she spends a lot of time on the National Missing and Unidentified Persons system. It's called NamUs. Um, looking at information about unidentified bodies to see if details are similar. Um, so I don't think she's out there. Um, I don't think she's out there like searching. Right. But she's doing what she can, I'm sure. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, it's sad. It's it really sad. sad. Janice was last seen 12-24-1971, and she was 16 years old at the time of her disappearance. Wow. She is Native American, black hair, brown eyes. Um, Janice's ears may be pierced, and she has a mole on her chin. Her case is the oldest on the Washington State Patrol's latest list of active missing indigenous person cases. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that she does get justice. I know it can be a lot on a family if just a member of their family goes missing. Yeah. And you don't know how or why. Her being in the hospital is like, is what's getting me. Right. Like nobody, like her dad didn't know she was there. She just went and was there for three days. And he didn't know. So, I mean. none of the doctors, like. You're 16. They should be calling yeah. her family. Right. Hey, your, do- your daughter, your sister, whatever, is here in the hospital. She came in with bruises and, you know, and I don't know if it is just more lenient or was more lenient back in the 70s, maybe. But like now, no child can just come into or a teenager can just go into the hospital. Right. And them not call CPS or... Um, you know, the police, right? if they're coming in there with bruises and they don't have a parent with them or anything like that. So it might be different now. It might be back then, maybe they were able to do that. I don't really know. But also like it's 1971, so maybe they might've been able to do that. If you have any information on Janice, please call the Yakima County Sheriff's Office. And that number is 509 Five seven four two five zero zero. I really do hope that there is some kind of closure for them, but you know, indigenous people go missing. They're like one of the groups that go missing the most. Yeah. So, and they can just disappear and like 
never be heard from again. Yeah. So it, I don't know if they'll ever find out what happened to her. I really hope they do. Me too. Because her parents didn't have closure. Her sister didn't have closure. You know, and hopefully her niece will get some closure. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be really great for family. For sure, yeah. That's all about. Those were insightful. I don't want to say stories. (laughs) I mean, I guess they are stories. They're the forgotten stories. Yeah. That a lot of people don't hear anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants to be forgotten. Right. And essentially, that is what's happening to these people unless it's their family or a very close friend or somebody that's just really invested in in this person. Right. Um, You know, these people don't get a lot of news coverage. I didn't find any kind of news coverage. I know there was articles about her. Um, You know, her sister was looking for her and... Um, you know, now her niece kind of, you know, not kind of, now her niece took over the the search as well. So, I mean, it's sad, but I love that they're not stopping. I love that her sister took took it over after her parents died, and I love that her, her niece took it over after her um, mom died. Yeah. Like, I love that. So... Hopefully, you know, if she passes away before anything happens, hopefully someone else will take it over and, you know, keep going and keep going until some kind of justice is done. Yeah. Or the real truth was revealed. Right. Thank you. Those are names that I will not forget. And you can find us on Instagram at the underscore forgotten underscore podcast the email but we we don't have an email set up actually (laughs) and then we're gonna set up the facebook and a a youtube channel so if you want to get a hold of us now you can reach us on instagram and then we will get back to you as soon as we can and we will find you guys next week with a new episode Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. Appreciate it. You guys have a great night. Bye. Bye.